Good morning and welcome. It's uh, August the 20th. It's 8 o'clock. This is the big kickoff. morning welcome everybody here on august 28th or 28th jeez i'm getting ahead of myself here i'm already on my holidays i'm not here next week um welcome to big kickoff here 96.4 listen to us on tune in radio and um, if you want to get in touch with us today in any comments it's 087-062-7138 good morning roy good morning buggo how are you um, yeah, it's good. It's 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 nice to see you. To see you, nice. nice. Good guy, good guy, good guy. <laughs> You're uh, my favourite. Ah, poor old Brucey, huh? Poor old Brucey. And I was just thinking that um, maybe Aaron Ramsey scored a hat trick in training or something. Because uh, can I say something? Go on. Jack Butlin saved lives yesterday. Oh, he did. An outrageous <laughs> save from Aaron Ramsey. And I was I was gonna post going Jack Butlin saved lives today. It was a great save from Ramsey. So. <laughs> Yeah, in fairness, Dave, yeah. there must have been a behind closed doors match or something yesterday or during the week. Um, what have we got on the, this morning's show, my good sir? Well, we have a bit of an extended interview, yeah. don't we? Yes, we do. We have uh, Michael Crute and Tony Carrick in. We pre-recorded it yesterday and uh, it's a great interview. Uh, it goes on for a little bit, so... You know, there's a couple of little breaks that we take in between. Yeah. So get your cup of tea, get your cereal, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about the obvious, obviously, what's coming up next week, McGregor and Mayweather. So yeah. we had a bit of, and in fairness, it's, it's, it's well done in the sense it's a bit about Michael and his past, Tony and himself. And then, of course, we have, we have to talk about the big show as they, uh, as they quoted. We're not giving too much away. It's all about the big show next week. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to kick off, we're going to have the news, and then we're going to have a bit of a Premier League special uh, coming up after the first break. Uh, but we're going to kick off with... Whiskey in the Jar, Tin Lizzy. Welcome back here to the big kickoff here in 96.4. Good old Irish classic to, get, to start off with. Oh, hello. Who's this? One. Who's trying to get in early? That's a good tune. That's coming up uh, in about 20 minutes. We like to get, <laughs> we like to get previews. <laughs> oh, you know, we were only talking off air there about a potential music show, but, but maybe not this week. Um, Going to kick off. Uh, Mofar is a bit like the, the Eagles here, like the Farewell Tour of Six. Now, this time, I swear to God, we are going, but it's actually Mofar's last track race today. I actually thought it was... The last one, the London one, was, he was finishing with both. Yeah, that was his last championship, but oh. this is his last uh, race. So I'd say it's very much, now whether he wins or not, like if he does, he does. But it's very much, because it's probably at home, it's the Birmingham Grand Prix. He's probably thinking, yeah, one last hurrah. Right. It's not serious, so no matter what, I can still do my lap of honour and high five everybody. Whenever, yeah. But it's his last track race before he hits the roads and starts taking on the, 
the heavyweights of uh, marathon running. I see. And, and do you think he'll go on and, and, and be successful in, in the um, marathons? Or? See, I presume training is slightly different. Um, so it'll be very interesting because obviously he's had a bit of a taste of it and he's done a few marathons here and there and it's probably to test the water. So obviously he fancies it. Um, There's not much, more, not much more he can do where he yeah. is. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Like, That's a new challenge. He is one of the greatest of all time for, for middle distance running in, um, in, on, on the track by, by an absolute country mile. But I, I presume the trainer he's aiming is completely different. Well, not completely different, but I'm sure it is. And hence why he has to go into it proper now. And he could be probably ready for London in six months. Yeah. Uh, well, six months, whatever it is. It's, it's, it's usually around April time. So, and it's big business. It's big business, Martin it? running. Yeah, well, it's good prize money and stuff like that. But he'd be well backed by Nike and stuff like that. Like yeah. they already did that organized, the organized uh, kind of pacemaking one where they tried to break the two hours and stuff like that. So he and could be on serious bonuses for breaking records and this, that, and the other. We're talking two and a half years, is it, to the Olympics? Yeah, I don't know whether that's his intention. Maybe yeah, so. See, you would think Martin runners can go practically 40 and early 40s. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it seems to be their golden period. Like, uh, for track athletes to once they hit the mid thirties to to start hit the marathon running, so we wait and see. But uh, he'd be up against some fierce Kenyans in this one, like because uh, there there was I think it's two hours and two minutes just over or two hours and four minutes. Some it's they're they're getting closer and closer. Did you, did you ever see them running? It's 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 not running. It's, it's sprint, sprint. sprinting, isn't it? For just over two hours, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal going. Um, Kilkenny under twenty one semi final. Yeah, uh, they played Derry. And I think there was only ever going to be one winner, but the score was uh, caused a bit of reaction. Uh, Kenny Cruz passed Derry to book their first All Ireland final since two. So this is the semi. This is the semi, by claiming a fifty-two point victory, eight thirty-five to zero seven. Before seven you even points. tell me the controversy, what do they expect? They're playing Derry. It's it's not that it's it's controversial. It's just the reaction that I suppose because the senior team. The first team, mm. whatever way you want to put it, are struggling a bit. Yeah, that I think they're saying, listen, don't write off Kilkenny. They always have some. Oh, it's a conveyor belt of talent there, anyway. But the problem is, is the massive gulf between the, the two the two sides in a semi final. Yeah, and what does it say about hurling around the rest of the country? See, I suppose as I'm, I'm guessing here, I suppose it's probably the old school way where they all play their provincial titles and then the four provincial winners. Go straight into the All Ireland semi final, and as everyone knows, Ulster hurling is poor. poor. Yeah, so yeah. that's why there's back doors and qualifiers because to try and keep the strong, like there's five or six Munster counties alone that could easily win it, Kilkenny and Galway, and that's about it really. There's only about seven or eight counties that really have a realistic chance. Even Dublin at the moment are struggling. Yeah. So I'd say that's the old school All Ireland way where it's provinces and then straight into the All Ireland semi finals for the provincial winners, and obviously that's where Derry unfortunately were. The lambs to the slaughter yeah. for this. That's what I'm presuming. Yeah, well, they have. I'm reading a few tweets here. Yeah, there's there's Cahill put up. This <coughs> this is embarrassing, unfortunate, unfair to both teams. And then yeah. All Ireland under 21 semi final. Kenny scoring 731 so far. I think they were after seven minutes. They had scored three goals and a point. So yeah. they were just walking through them. Yeah, of course, of course. So maybe they need to look at. We had an, uh, an Irish hat trick yesterday. Conor Hurran yeah. from midfield for Aston Villa. No, didn't see any of it, just read about it. Two of them from distance. Yeah. Um, one was a tap in, but again, you have to be in there to tap them in. It was a back post, one yeah. got in behind the defender, but two of them were from distance. One got a deflection. The last, the winner, essentially, I think it was the winner, was it 3 2 or 4 2? 4 2. 4 2. Took the pressure off. 
yeah, it was from distance, bottom corner, and by all means, that's what he's been doing. Yeah, beforehand, I so. presume he's in the extended squad. Oh, he's in the sorry, everyone's yeah. in the extended squad. But in fairness, there's a couple of uh, young Irish starting to perform well at the moment. I think it's is it Liam Kelly. I know it's Kelly off Reading. He's banging in a few goals, yeah. um, which is good to see. And obviously, you have the West Ham uh, kid Declan Rice playing the last two games in midfield, and Sean McGuire as well, who's correct. I've again, I think I said this before who's on the Preston North End fan pages they can't get enough of him yeah absolutely can't yeah. get enough of him and it shows with Cork City who yeah all of a sudden beaten again and they're starting to shake big time that they're missing them badly yeah. and it shows how, how I know I know that they had two players who left but it's obviously a big gap and uh, you know he's the Irish Messi in, in Preston yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was watching a clip yesterday of him and they were coming off and they were singing his name yeah, there and, you go. And all he did, he set up a goal, he, he little cushion header uh, to, to get the goal. But they love him. But you know yourself, like you want to, you with your team. Obviously, we love our flair players and this, that, and the other. But deep down, we love the guys who give it everything. Yeah. And most of the guys that come from League of Ireland do that because they're hungry and they're over and they want to prove a point to say we're as good as these. And pretty much everyone that's gone over the last few years never gives up and they never try. Like they're all they're all a bit samey, but supporters love that type of player. Yeah. You know, like with Liverpool, it was Dork Cow. You know, there's that guy who just doesn't stop and goes to the to the end, and but he has a bit more, I think, obviously. So I'm not doing him. In the, I, I don't want to do him a disservice, but yeah, no. Well, is that not an Irish trait, though? Oh, without a shadow. Is that not, remember we were talking to the the lads last week about uh, coaching youth players that we have that inbuilt in us already. Yeah. If we could get the the, the technical side together, yeah. we're yeah. we're an unstoppable force. But that's it. <laughs> but that's it. Um, Shane Lowry's four shots off. Henrik Stenton in the Wyndham Championship in the PGA. Um, Seamus Power I don't think is anywhere to be found but yeah he's he's chipping away he had a good round yesterday um, obviously it's all about the Solheim Cup though uh, it's a game of two halves Europe uh, won both foursomes do you know where they play alternative shots mm-hmm. like I oh, hit the drive then you hit the second yeah. they won I think two and a half to one and a half in both of them but the scores in the four balls was four, four nothing the first night and it was 3-1 last night so hence why uh, America are ten and a half to five and a half um, ten six I know in the Ryder Cup version, America came back once, Europe came back once. I don't know about great comebacks in Solheim Cup history, but they it's only need, one. they need, well, was a 14 is the magic number, so they need four points. But yeah. three and a half to retain the draw, it's, yeah, they're up against it. It'll be one of them miracle of wherever they, I think it's Des Moines in, in Iowa, it'll be the miracle of Iowa if they if they were to pull it back now. Um, a few have underperformed. Mel Reid is one of these. She's, she's almost like Dean Poulter. She wouldn't be, one of the highest ranking, yeah. but she always shows up to Solheim. She's let herself down in this one. Um, she's not performed as well as she has. But in fairness, other than that, America just have they just probably have the edge in this one. But yeah, I can't see it coming back in this one. Um, New Zealand made light work of Australia yesterday. It was the start of the Four Nations. Uh, used to be the Tri Nations, the yes. Four Nations. Uh, New Zealand made light work. Sonny Bill Williams was back, obviously, and uh, yeah, they've got over the Lions tour quite quickly and made light work on a fifty-four thirty-four. And South Africa did the same to Argentina. Um, I can't remember the exact score, but I think Argentina. Have you got Argentina? Yes, South Africa won thirty-seven fifty. Yeah, and it was much of the same. So uh, two I good think, starts. Yeah, I think. But were New Zealand? How many points were they ahead? They, they were fifty odd points ahead. Oh, they were well clear. Yeah, uh, but obviously uh, Australia pinned a few back right at the very end. But yeah, they made very light. It was very much like battered them, took the foot off, made a few changes. Going look, it's a long hard slog. So I was looking at. Um, it's from balls.ie. Yeah. All right. And they had, you know, the way you have your, your games, 
that you have ratings in the games and stuff like that. So Pro Evolution. Uh, oh, yes. This is, is the top 10 Irish ratings people yes. who are ratings. In Pro Evolution or FIFA? Or? In all games. Right, okay. So uh, they had Ian Hart, who, <laughs> who, was, who was on it. Uh, uh, Tony Cascarino got it. He had the highest rating? No. All right. Ian Hart in Pro Evolution. Um, oh, it doesn't actually give it his, his, his rating there. But it says the first Pro Evolution game was really established itself as Daddy of Football. One of the best things from Pro Evolution 3 was bombing down the wing with Roberto Carlos all day and taking shots from distance. But if you couldn't afford Roberto Carlos in the Master League, then Ian Hart basically did the same thing. <laughs> and that's true. Uh, and you used to always have, I remember, do you remember Edgar Davids? Yeah. Edgar Davids and Adriano. Yeah, Adriano's a beast. Absolutely. Exact, exact same. But there's some different ones. Um, Dennis Hickey, EA Sports, had an uh, overall rating of 87. I think it was mostly to do with his, uh, his agility jinking in and out. Yeah, you know? in rugby, and, obviously. And you had that, you had that in, the, in the Pro Evolution and FIFA ones where you had the odd player who, who could turn nice and sharply and, and, and used to open up. Damien Duff, 86 overall. That That's was, not bad. That was in FIFA in 2005 at his peak. Yeah, with Chelsea, yeah. Him and Robin, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, him and Robin there. Robin, uh, what was Robin? Oh, he's 82 on 82 on speed, which probably wasn't maybe wasn't the yeah. quickest, was he? Uh, we have David Humphreys a 91 overall. That was on EA Sports Rugby 2006. Uh, Shea given 91 overall on FIFA. Rory McIlroy on his own game 92. <laughs> I mean, he has to be the highest in the game. Tell me he? it's bad. He says, but McIlroy was 92 overall, better than speed. And to the player, you would pick if you were going head-to-head with a mate. We'll go all the way down to number one. And who do you think it is, Bugger? Has to be Bod. Has to be Brian O'Driscoll. Brian O'Driscoll, <coughs> EA Sports, will be 2006. 94. 2006 to 2008. He got right. two years out of it. 94. 99 overall. <laughs> uh, 99. And I'll read it. I'll just read it. It there you go. There you the go. legend that was, Brian O'Driscoll. Anyway, coming up after the break, we're going to talk a little bit about the Premier League and uh, what's been going on and the circus that it is. Uh, coming up after this. You're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM. And welcome back. That was Dan Auerbach with Shine On Me. Right, the wonderful world that is the Premier League, Roy. What are you going to kick off with? Well, I, I, I just want to read something because um, Chelsea have to play this weekend. Who are they playing? Uh, Spurs. Spurs. Spurs today. Uh, Kevin Kilban has here in, in, in the mail. Um, it should be of no great surprise that Antonio Conte does not want to be a player's best friend. Don't, those of us who played under Giovanni Trapattoni for Ireland <laughs> will be familiar with a manager who is more interested in results and performances than players and personalities. He goes on then, he talks about he actually likes that, he prefers that. He said he doesn't need to have uh, high fives and be told how good he is each mm. week. That this is a manager who goes out onto the training session, uh, he'll focus on the team that he's to play, they go and play the team, they beat them. 
he'll celebrate during the game and then after he's straight on to the next game and he's connecting it with Diego Costa mm-hmm. and with Costa he says he's got a different type of person who needs love and affection needs to be told he's the best and he reckons that this is the reason why Costa is at odds because he's not getting the love he's not getting the love and I can see how that is of course uh, no I don't like Diego Costa anyhow yeah so I, I think he's doing a good thing getting rid of him yeah but you can see how it is that you know some players react in different ways and this is definitely one of those things but he does go on to say that he thinks there's something not right at Chelsea he says Conte has been complaining quite a lot he's unhappy about funds selling Matic and uh, to one of their main rivals and his team performance against Burnley after get Cahill was sent off something is not right no one could have expected Chelsea to, uh, to capitulate at home to Burnley on the opening day of the season his body language uh, tells me there's something wrong. And he says that Chelsea are not afraid. They don't care. No. That they, he, they rescued him or he rescued them yeah. from the season beforehand and mm-hmm. went on and won the league immediately. They'll sack someone straight away if they, don't, they if they don't like them, if they don't like the, if, you know, if they, I suppose, disagree with mm-hmm. them. So it's an interesting thing. And uh, for, you know, first manager to get sacked, Kevin Caban saying, I wouldn't be surprised. So he should be high up the odds. Well, he, he, he thinks, going by Chelsea's record. Yeah, yeah. Especially um, uh, losing to Spurs today, and they've lost two from two. Yeah. It could be, yeah, uh, the pressure's on them straight away, and especially with the whole cost of the scenario. Now, it looks like it might pay off, because the rumours are kicking in that Atletico Madrid are willing to put in a 50 million bid, so at least they can cut their losses. But but you can't play till January. Yeah. But so Doesn't matter, do sure. Turan did it with Barcelona. Hey, he, it's a waste, doesn't it? And yeah. then, then it's gonna, it's, how long does it take it to get back Do you think Conte's going to care, though? No. And to be honest, Diego Costa's not going to care either. He can just take a handy for four months. Man Enjoy United, himself out in Brazil. Man United yesterday against Swansea. What was your take on it? Um, the bits that i seen, because w- we wouldn't have seen the whole thing, obviously, mm-hmm. because with, with Michael and Tony, um, the, the boys on in match of day made one or two interesting points about did, yeah. all the space wide out on the right and the left, and the fullbacks are doing a bit more potentially Mourinho style because he has enough forwards going forward at the moment. But personally, I don't think it's a great master stroke by Mourinho. I think he's recruited well in the sense that Pogba's now interested because he's got his mate up front. Yeah. So he's going to be interested to feed him and let's be buddies and do our little special handshakes after goals and stuff. Well, I do think he's been given more freedom and now he's going to be a different Personally, player. Personally, I would say asked. no because Matic is doing nothing other than a better version of what was there before yeah. because Pogba didn't defend from the back line. So he's ju- Personally, I just think he's more no, interested. He was, I think he was dem- he was being asked to oh, do right, more. Right, I right, right. he's been asked to do as much of that work. The defensive side. Yeah, yeah. right. That's fair enough because... Um, Obviously, Matic can do it better than what's obviously been there. Um, Carrick, Herrera, and whoever else was sitting there. And I think Jones, they, were, they put everybody in there at one point, but it wasn't working. So, obviously, he's probably given them more reins to do it. Um, Martial, obviously, all of a sudden looks interested again, um, whether that's Mourinho's own doing or he wants to get in, get in on the kill gang. Yeah. Even Lingard was trying to get in on the kill gang yesterday with some stupid handshake with Martial. Like, so, they're all happy. They're all in a little gang, and they're all being happy at the moment and they're loving going forward so yeah. there's a nice little atmosphere potentially happening at the moment now I look at it and you see the teams that they, they play <laughs> sorry Shannon <Well, laughs> I had to get a text coming in here and I can I, I can almost tell you who it is but, <laughs> but uh, we, he wants to discuss his, uh, a question for you David do you think there's a chance of Ronnie Baxter winning the World Darts Championships <laughs> 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 we're getting trolled <laughs> 
And uh, my answer to that is no, we're not. But uh, Steve Beaton has an amazing chance because <laughs> he's gorgeous with his hairy chest and his and his gold medallion and his mustache. Anyway, I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, you know you're going to win the league because that's a United fan have to text me in there. So I suppose uh, better be nice. No, I do. I do think <laughs> that Man United played Swansea, who yeah. are struggling. They've let go uh, their best player. Uh, they ha- they're getting who bony supposed to be getting yeah. bony in, but. I just think I think they're going to struggle this year Swansea yeah I, I do think they'll survive but I think they're going to struggle this year West Ham I think they're going to struggle this year yeah. as well and I, I just talk about West Ham West Ham played Southampton so I, again what I'm saying is Man United played two of the weaker teams so that doesn't make a difference no West Ham played Southampton yesterday uh, Chikorito scored two but with West Ham I have a feeling that Billich is going to be the first person to get sacked this year, yeah. the first manager. I just think... It, Give a lot of backing in the summer. Two games, two losses. They're very ambitious, the chairman and all, and, and I think they, they, they'll want him out if, if it doesn't turn around very quickly and a good run by the end of September. Yeah, I would have a shout of it out because there was a lot of pressure on before the stadium that West Ham stayed in the Premier League. If they didn't, the two boys, you see, came out and said, we're, in, we're bang in trouble and we could be dead. Yeah, gone. So to stay in the league is exceptionally important, and hence he's been well back this summer. And if it's not kicking off, and if they're falling out of favour, like obviously if, uh, if they're being in the relegation battle from early stages, he'd be gone. Simple as that. So he'd be probably up there in the top three or four for favourites for uh, the sack with Conte. The only thing is, who, who did they bring in? Like right, they brought Chikorito and he's going to score goals. Yeah, but who else did they bring like in? Like Anatovic is a good player, but is he but a difference not, maker? No, he's not a difference. Actually, no. I think Stoke got the better deal though. Yeah, they got your man Hesse, who shines yesterday. Yeah, um, Joe Hart, yeah, average goalkeeper. Yeah, you know, so he probably wouldn't get his game for Ireland. Yeah. So what? What have they got? What have they done? Not a lot. So they haven't done too much really. But it just goes to show you, there's not a lot out there. Um, and the big boys are struggling to get in the best way so I they're really struggling I think you have to be smart and if, of course you look at Stoke Hesse if you look at Celtic mm-hmm. Celtic are cute with who they get in mm-hmm. and it, it benefits them when they, get, they go into the European I mean obviously show during the week that they're, they're stronger than they were but if, I think if you look at the Premier League obviously it's harder with the amount of money that's been thrown around the place maybe to get a bargain but it can be done oh, absolutely um, and speaking of Chelsea and it just goes to show you it can be done. In the last five years, they've made 108 million profit on all their farm players. Chelsea have, have they? Chelsea. Like, you've got your likes of Nathan Ake, Kevin De Bruyne, Lukaku, Shalaba, Bertrand, and they're just some of the bigger names. They, they have loads of players out on loan. Sure, I, they have up to 100 players on I the squad. Think, I, I was looking at the ins and outs of players this year, and I think mm-hmm. they let go 40 players this year. Exactly. Um, so that's probably their way of making money compared to through worldwide this that and the other but it just goes to show you that there is talent out there and some of these guys are starting to show Tammy Abraham uh, obviously he's another big one who went for good money this year the yeah. striker up at uh, Swansea so maybe if they held on to a few of them because I was very surprised that the starting squad starting uh, 18 last week yeah. I was like what the hell what's going on like where's where's Chelsea's players gone but maybe they didn't have them but but that's that's probably they're, 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 they can't understand why they let Mat- Matic go yeah it's, it's, it seems a strange one what about Liverpool uh at the moment, not much has changed. Um, going forward, still looking decent. Uh, Backline, still open all hours. Great debate, actually, between Carragher and Redknapp last week about Virgin van Dijk. Is he going to make much of a difference? Carragher's saying no. Redknapp is saying yes. I'm probably going to lean a bit more towards Carragher. I think we could have Baracia and Maldini there and it still wouldn't make much of a difference, to be honest. They might concede a couple of goals less, but not much more. Yeah. Because 
they'd be overexposed the way literally the whole midfield, the whole forward line, all attack, even the fullbacks go. And there's many a time last year, if you watch Liverpool week in, week out, it's the two boys on their own. And it doesn't matter. It could be three and four V2. But if you have a better centre half, surely it's going to make you a, a, a better you or a better team. You like, know what I, mean? I have like, no in qualms in saying there will be a difference. Yeah. But not much. It really won't be much. The way Liverpool are playing, it won't be much. Yeah. That's well, my opinion, just from watching them. Well, I think if you've better players in, in, in 1v1s, if you've got a better player in yeah. and he can handle the situation a little bit better, yes, he's got, he goes going home with the football. So that, that's, that's the way he's playing yeah. his football. Now, in so fairness, uh, Redknapp did make a, a decent point that it, it, the goals conceded in set pieces would be significantly less. Yeah. Having a big, strong, bully leader in the middle of the park. Like the, the first goal all day long, it was Matip's fault. Everyone blames whoever was marking Okaka. It was Matip. Matip was right in the perfect zone. See, if they're, if they're doing zone defend, he was in the perfect zone to do it. And Kabul just got up in front of him and he kind of went, as I said, he kind of stuck his neck in. He almost went like turtle head. Like he just yeah. kind of, it just went turtle neck. I should say turtle head something completely opposite. <laughs> But uh, Kabul got in front of him and he just kind of shirked away then and it went straight past him and the biggest unit in the, in the, in the, in the, in the box, which wasn't picked up by either centre half, which is poor, uh, came in and tapped it in. Right. But yeah, not much the same. And to be honest, I think it's the same at Arsenal so far. Well, I was going to go on to Arsenal, but yeah. first Coutinho. Uh, are gone. It's kicking up a notch today that apparently it's, this is the one and final bid of something around, the, excuse me, something around the 130 million mark. But is it going to be a, a shitty offer like it was the last one where it was really 80 million plus add-ons? Oh, I'm sure no doubt. The add-ons were if they won multiple leagues, multiple right. Champions Leagues, multiple Ballon d'Ors. Yeah. So in other words, it was just 80 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd say they're trying to balance the books because I think they're trying to get both him and this Usman Dembele. So they probably don't want to go over the 200 million or whatever they made from... Yeah. Uh, from Barcelona or from Neymar from Neymar saying because Barcelona everyone goes on about them they aren't as rich as everyone thinks uh, they do have a lot of money but they still have to be careful um, Real Madrid are literally bankroll but they, they can have their death row off no problem and make up selling yeah. training grounds for billions and stuff they can they can make their money go away a hell of a lot easier than Barcelona can if Coutinho stays is it worth it? Uh, it, that's the catch 22 like at the end of the day he is a difference maker for Liverpool but all of a sudden that magic could be gone now if he's missing his glory move like literally within the first few months when you started to see how good I thought Coutinho could be I said right we're going to have to enjoy him as long as we can he's he's going to be in a Barcelona slash Real Madrid jersey yeah. as soon as I've seen him playing good football so I'm happy to see it like I, I, I've made my piece four or five years ago whenever we first signed him so Personally, I take the 130 million, but I would have preferred it at the start of so June. Can, so you can get some. Because otherwise, there's going to be a hole for at least till January because we're not going to get who we really want to get in. Well, it would have been great if you sold him because mm-hmm. you have decent forward players. Of course we do. To get a good centre midfielder and maybe yeah. two good centre halves. Exactly. You know. um, we go quickly through it. Marhas, Leicester, staying or going? Um, he was up for it yesterday. He Credit was. to him. Um, he was a bit, uh, yeah, bit. He went missing last year yeah. um, for a lot of it showed up in the Champions League matches and stuff but uh, in fairness he was at it yesterday so whatever Shakespeare's done credit to him if he has or unless he's really trying to force Roma to pay maybe there's a, a certain fee and if he keeps doing what he's doing maybe Roma might get to the fee that Leicester want you wouldn't know but anyway he's performing well which you can't kind of knock staying or going going uh, although I'm a bit surprised it's only Roma are you no Champions League so yeah I know like Roma are decent side but I'm just 
maybe, yeah, maybe that's what he's. Last year didn't help him. Yeah. If he had a continued on, he did down the tools a little bit. He, he was a bit spoiled. Arsenal, uh, Stoke, Hesse. Hesse, great debut. Yeah. Um, certainly up for it. Will he keep it going? Different story. You know, these cold nights in Stoke as everyone goes in November. <laughs> and <laughs> Will he be up for it then? You know, Bojan is nice in the warmer months and then he disappears. So, I know. Global Look, warming's out. He, he's got a point to prove. Like, he would have been at Real Madrid and then he went to Paris and it never quite happened for him. So, it's a bit of the, you know, the Sam Allardyce thing. I'll get these fallen stars and boost their uh, profiles up again. So, hopefully Mark Hughes is doing something similar. And if he can, great move. West Brom, uh, top of the league. Oh, Pulis. It's It's... Slowly but surely, under the radar, tips along, um, and might get some crazy money for Johnny Evans of twenty million this week, Man City. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, like Johnny Evans, decent centre half, but they did a thing on Sky Sports where they listed over the last three years or something mm-hmm. the most money spent on defenders. Manchester City were the top with a hundred, nearly two hundred. That's million. gone down very well, hasn't it? Nearly two hundred million, and it got, hasn't got them anywhere. So Mangala, Mangala, the Mendy. Yeah, you probably don't. We probably don't remember half of them because they're just no. they're easily forgotten. Crazy. Uh, ad break. Uh, we go to an ad, and then we're going to come back where we have Tony Carrick of MA, mixed martial arts uh, corner and uh, the great legend That's that it. is Michael Crute in the boxing corner. Some words for friends. Yeah, uh, so yeah, it's a recorded interview. We'll probably we'll go straight into it afterwards. There'll yes. be no interruptions. So we're going to go straight into it. But this was recorded yesterday between Tony and uh, Tony and Ting, <laughs> Tony and Michael. So there's a quick ad break, and then we're going to come into it. So uh, do enjoy. You're listening to Liffy Sound, www.liffysoundfm.ie. Listen online, community radio at its best. Joining us in the studio today is Olympic champion Michael Carruth and mixed martial arts head instructor and coach Tony Carrick. Lads, welcome to the big kickoff. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Listen, Michael, of course, you participated in one of Ireland's greatest moments and... uh, there's not too many people in Ireland that don't remember celebrity jigs and reels. Oh, How was that experience <laughs> for you? It was absolutely fantastic. You know, and I, I danced with a beautiful partner, Dervlet from uh, she was actually a lovely girl, and uh, it was a great. It was actually a very tough uh, program, believe it or not. You know, you, yeah. you all take it for granted that you know the Irish dancing is you know it's just dancing, but it. My God, the work we had to do to put in for those shows was unbelievable. So, uh, a little bit like boxing training or. Um, Mixed martial arts. If you don't, if you don't work at it. You're not good at it. Yeah. And, so and what was your basis like? What was your starting point like? Starting was, point was, was, was it zero was, or was it absolutely zero? I finished on zero. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no absolutely uh, comprehension of, of of going any further in the in the tournament. To, but to get to the semi final, I obviously had a lot of fans out there looking after me. You know what I mean? But uh, it was a great moment, and I done it for a great cause. I done it for um, Parkinson's uh, Ireland. You know, so uh, it was a. It was, uh, it was a great part, great part of my life. What um, did you learn from it? Learned absolutely nothing. Nothing <laughs> so. that you were limited, maybe. Had a good looking <laughs> partner. That was a good partner. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> um, just on uh, boxing, community boxing. Who are you with now at the moment? I'm Drimla Boxing Club. I've been part of Drimla Boxing Club since 1979. I'm now head coach of Drimla and secretary of Drimla Boxing Club. So uh, nearly there every day of my life. You know, my my wife. You know, the only good thing about my wife is that she she started going out when we were 18 years old. So she knew what what it was and she knew what it what it will be as well because my father passed away six years ago and he was head coach of Drimla and it was always probably my destiny to, to take over from him. Yeah. Um, I'd like to think I'm, I'm a, a fraction of a coach what he was. I believe he f- 
firmly believe he was the greatest coach Ireland's ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not being biased because I'm his son, but you know he's the only guy still to produce an Olympic gold medal, male. Okay, so uh, when you look at the high performance and you look at things like that and they're all being paid, this guy wasn't paid and as, as far as I'm concerned, he had the magic rem remedy uh, to produce. I didn't produce me, he produced me. You know, and Paul Griffin, a uh, member of our boxing club as well, the year, year previous, won the European Championship. So the winning right. European in 91 and an Olympic in 92... He wasn't a bad coach. You know, right, so, um, right. Same, and, and that's, same that's, just uh, Ed Griffin. You better throw Ed in there. Somewhere. Well, Ed's there as well. Ed, Ed's <laughs> a great, you know, Ed's a huge part of, of what Luke and, uh, and, you know, Esker Boxing Club is. Yeah. And um, he's always campaigning. He's always getting his, his point out there. And, and rightly so. And he shouldn't really be because, you know, we're the most decorated sport out there. You know, yeah. we've won 16 medals out of 31 Olympic medals, yeah. you know. So uh, it's one of those type of things. I suppose it's like a little bit like Tony, mixed martial arts as well. You know, it's very hard to get sponsorship, yeah. you know, clubs and things like yeah. that. So yeah. um, Ed, Ed is an absolute pioneer to, you know, to the cause of amateur boxing. And he's, he's, uh, he's going to have to pay me now for this. You know? <laughs> so, but, uh, again, it's like the unsung heroes of, of any sport. Yeah, you're going GAA, you're going soccer, you're going uh, boxing, you're going mixed martial arts yeah you got any it's the unsung heroes who would put that time in yeah know? tony how do you find the, the sponsorship side of things with again the as michael said i mean at the grassroots the sponsorship is terrible nobody yeah. really wants especially in ireland anyway nobody really wants to sponsor an up-and-coming fighter they'd rather have a finished product yeah so they're, they're guaranteed a return but if you don't sponsor an up-and-coming guy how are you going to get the guarantee yeah. i mean I, i've traveled the world we're in mixed martial arts and various things and i see different countries they support young sports people but in ireland we get nothing i mean yeah. literally i mean as you say you're out with your begging bowl every week i mean between running gyms you, you know you have rates bills esb bills i mean uh, constant all the time a bill coming in the door before you can reinvest yeah. your training fees back in in guys that are just I mean some guys may be working some guys not working yeah. and I mean, you're constantly putting your time in free one after the other yeah. it's Which great to hear Michael talk about his father because one thing I do believe what's happened in the, we say this era now at the moment the, the glamour is all given to the top guys yeah. and yeah. coaches are just jumping in after other people have put all the work into these guys and they may have moved gyms they may have moved boxing clubs and other people are taking the, the glory on it and the, the grassroots guy doesn't get anything at the end of the day he's not even mentioned now it's nice to see him with the, what's happened at the moment where Crumlin are getting a bit of credit from the early stages of yeah. Connor yeah. you know where they, I mean, if you don't have grassroots gyms you don't have development because we give the time people it was Michael said there his father and now Mike is in the gym and I know what that is I'm in the gym seven days a week we don't earn that now, but we're, we're, we're cleaning the toilets, we're picking up the gloves after everybody. Yeah. And, and, yeah. People, and yeah. people think, oh, you, you, when you get out of that gym there, no, you're, you're making a fortune in that gym. Yeah. I mean, you might make a few pounds this week, and next week you're putting it back yeah, in to pay yeah. the rent because nobody turned up to pay yeah. the trainer yeah. fees. Well, so, yes, it's terrible at the moment to try and get any form of sponsorship for, uh, and especially being a combat sport. Yeah. I mean, because certain powers of be in the country, because they're not interested in combat sports, yeah. they, they, they blanket every possible way they can, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's just my feeling on it anyway, so. We'll talk about funding. The boxing funding was cut, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. After the Olympics, which is, um, I don't quite understand why if a sport is so successful and you have a blip that you cut the funding that's supposed to help. 
Well, see, that, that's probably what's wrong with Irish sport in general, and and, and we we'll go the whole spectrum of Irish sport. We're not going to just go mix martial arts and boxing because uh, a lot a lot of other sports would have been cut as well. Um, you know, we 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 after we've been cut. Joe Ward goes and wins the European title. Yeah. After we were caught, uh, Michaela uh, Waltz wins the European EU championships, yeah. and and Kelly Harrington finishes uh, silver. You know. Yeah. So, you know, you, you look at any other sport, and I mean, you know, let's go to the, you know the upper excellence of life, and you look at the the athletics and things like that. If we you came home with a European two European goals and one silver. You know, we, they'd be still parading down the road. Yeah. Of course you would, yeah. Yeah. Now boxing, we produced that in the last three months you know are we uh, taking it for granted of course we're taking it for granted yeah. we, we, you know listen how the boxes will produce will provide you know we got it wrong in 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 rio there was a huge huge amount of factors why we got it wrong we we corrected that i firmly believe tokyo we're going to send over a great team we're going to qualify a great team and we're going to win medals again you know and i was watching we were talking about paul griffin only recently out uh, there uh, earlier on um we were watching the, the National Boy uh, won championships last year in, in the National Stadium, which is 11-year-olds. Yeah. And two of us are sitting beside one. Paul's a, a coach in our boxing club as well. And uh, we're watching these kids, and we're looking at one another, and we're saying, geez, they battered us, you know, <laughs> 11 years old. Yeah. You know, they're that good, you know. So a, a European gold medalist and an Olympic gold medalist are looking up at a, at a pedigree of an 11-year-old now. Yeah. God, what's what's coming next? Yeah, is, is unbelievable, you know, uh, and 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 that's that's the you know the the thing about boxing or any sport, it's you know it's it's getting them started at that young age and producing them into champions. They don't become champions at that, that young age. No, they become championships throughout their whole career, you know. And as Tony said as well, you know, you know coaches don't get recognition for that as well in their sport as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, Michael Conlon, uh, Michael Conlon was actually uh, uh, his father. Uh, Looked after him, John, who actually is a drummer boy, you know, right. who actually trained in drummer boxing club, and uh, so we like to put a little bit of Michael Conlon's uh, resume on air. On air, uh, <laughs> air, <laughs> air Why not? We're not going to go with a little rant he had after the, the fight, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Point, <laughs> which is totally understandable, you know, to be absolutely in, robbed of your dream. Yeah, and he wanted to win an Olympic gold medal so much, you know, and he felt so much he was going to. That, oh, I absolutely. think that was probably the biggest disappointment. I met him when he was six years old. I was at his uh, his uncle's wedding, and. Uh, my my wife Paula and uh, Michael's uh, auntie are great pals, and we were at a wedding together. And I met him there, and he, was, he annoyed the crap out of me for the whole wedding. <laughs> put it that way, you know. Lucky he didn't get a right hook. And uh, but this now, all of a sudden, fifteen, sixteen years later, this guy's boxing in the Olympic Games. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, me being an Olympic champion, you know, he probably looked at me and and had a you know, I yeah, of course, you know, that's and it's it's one of those type of things. And he, uh, you know, unfortunately, with, with Michael. Uh, he he said a few chosen words that he shouldn't have. You know, yeah. Um, but that that's that's, that's life, the way you know it is. That's the way it is. What do you think? What do you think was the the downfall of the Olympics, or was it just tight margins? Okay, if we, if we can use the word cheating. We put it in. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to use it, so but I'm. They're allowed on this show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was cheating. There was no question yeah. cheating. When we looked at the, the the Russians the night before Michael Connell's fight, uh, the Russian heavyweight. It was boxing in Ukraine. That's right, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was an absolute blatant, blatant robbery. Yeah. You know? And even the, the Russian looked at them and he goes... But didn't they suspend, really? didn't they suspend judges after the, the, the competition? So they say. You know? so so it's already done, though. But so yeah. that, is that not an, an acknowledgement that there was something, some wrongdoings going on? Yeah, and like Michael Connell, supposedly like they, they were told that we're not going to win that fight. 
not a chance you're gonna win this fight you know so and when that when you hear things like that as well and right. you know when, when he watched the russian fight he, he boxed a thailand boxer uh then two days beforehand and we were hoping we got the russian yeah i was with bernard Thorne and mcdowell and, and she's i hope we get the russian yeah. if we get the russian the thailand fella was really really good yeah and i thought michael would have struggled with him and uh we are praying to get to Russian. And now we're not praying to get to Russian. Yeah, yeah. What happened? We all know what happened. And yeah. uh, it was just one of those things. Uh, there, was, there was a lot of things as well, you know. Like, was the upheaval you know, of Billy Walsh and all. Would that yeah, been Billy a factor? was a part of it, you know. Like, yeah. But we can't be like, one person doesn't make a team. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, boxing survives. We won a European, two European medals. Uh, yeah. Did I not just mention that? No, of course, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> without Billy Walsh. Billy's yeah. a great guy. And like, I love Billy, me mate. And um, we, we were on teams together and room together and the whole nine yards but like if, if anybody thinks that boxing will not survive without Billy Walsh you know you're mad yeah. you're crazy yeah. you know because Billy's not coming down to the German boxing club no. in the morning where I am at 11 o'clock to go down and train the kids mm. you know so it's it's one of those things like Tony has to go to his club in the morning and open his club and get the heating on and get the whatever else he has to do and it's no, yeah, on, they, on that point with the, the Russians, not just long after that, we brought a fighter to Russia uh, to take part in an MMA event, a pro MMA event, quite a large event in Russia. And the referee actually came in to me at the start. He said, look, mm -hmm. you're not going to win this. He said, all 15 international fighters here are none of us going to win. None, nobody, yeah. not one international fighter I mean? in Russia got a result that night. No it was 15-0 to <laughs> Russia. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of dodgy decisions out there in that one as well. Oh, sure, that, the, you know, so that documentary just, just yeah. out now, the Icarus it's called, and it's about yeah. the state yeah. open. Yeah. And it goes oh, right to the top yeah. and it, it's just mind-blowing they were going to win no matter what he said to me he was a polish referee brought me in i said why, why do you mean we're not going to win i trained my fight and i said no come here and i'll show you and he brought me out of the room brought me down the next room have a peek in that door and they're injecting themselves before they even go into the christ the yeah. Show. yeah yeah and i go uh, hang on where's the, the medical where's the we, medical check on we this sent, we, sent know, a, so. we sent a, a schoolboy <laughs> team to a european championships only uh, two months ago we came back with 10 medals you know out of 16. And I thought that was, oh, wow. It's phenomenal. You know? yeah. And then all of a sudden I discovered that Russia won 16 gold medals at that tournament. Oh, you know? So, <laughs> take it from that. Exactly. You know I mean? so exactly. They won 16 gold medals. You know? We won 10 medals in like bronze. I think our best was silver. You know? yeah. like anyone won it. You know? But 16. So, you know, it's not just. So every, it's not just at the, the higher excellence of sport, yeah, of it's at the lower part as well. And that's what we're all up against. 88 and 92. You were in the Olympics. Mm. Talk about 88 and then no. lead on to no. 92. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about 92. <laughs> 88 was, okay, well, I will talk about it. 88, you know, for, you know, all my life I wanted to get to an Olympic Games. So I was seven years old and I promised me that I'd win the Olympic Games. And I got there in 88. And when I got there, it was like I forgot I'd learned everything, you know, for all my life. You know, I, I was going out and getting photographs of, you know, superstars like you know whoever it was at the time um and i struggled on my weight there's no question i struggled on my weight my, my weight i was i was boxing nine sound six which is lightweight and hindsight is a beautiful thing and if i'd have known then what i know now i'd have probably gone to 10 stone and i'd have been more comfortable and probably would have snuck a medal at 10 stone but i didn't i went in at nine sound six i dehydrated myself i just was Half the boxer that I knew I was, and yeah. I got beaten in my second fight. Uh, the greatest learning curve any any yeah. boxer will ever have in their life because okay. to lose an Olympic Games um, the way in the manner I did, 
uh, was soul destroying, and I mean absolutely ours. You know, we don't live in the world. Then we didn't live in the world of communication. But still, they were sending me faxes over. They're trying to phone yeah. me, and I wouldn't answer. I was so ashamed. I was ashamed of myself. Yeah, I was ashamed that I didn't do it for my dad. I was a promise to my deal yeah. from, and then four years later, which is an awful long time to wait yeah. in, in any sport, you know, to try to get right again, and 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 then to have my father in the corner with me was even the better part of it because you know, for him to you know to be there and yeah. watch my moment, and uh, it was a super moment. Listen, it was, it was the greatest part of my life. You talked about your dad and how much of an influence he was with you yeah. when he was in the corner, and and uh, how good a coach he was. There's a lot of people out there who would have their father as a coach in football or yeah. GAA and some people struggle with it some people yeah. thrive on it because they want to prove a point or you know how did you cope with it was there different times when you did want them there didn't want them there oh absolutely we had a switch off point the two of us you know mm. and he knew when I had enough of boxing or vice versa you know it was normally him you know so he uh, <laughs> he knew shut up you know what I mean yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, mm. Right, and it was it was one of those type of things. Uh, you know, the one way I, I punished my father, and you know, if he really annoyed me, I just didn't talk to him. You yeah. know, and he like he he he'd probably go days without talking to my mother, which he never done. You yeah. know, but he couldn't go a day not talking to me. Yeah, you know, it was the saying, "Where's Ozzy? Yeah. Ozzy with Michael. Where's Michael? <laughs> Michael's with Ozzy." You know, <laughs> and it was that kind of combination. Yeah. We, we were kind of a brother. Friend thing rather than a father son, um, but we had our we had our poem, our moments as well. We had agreements as well. I had to be in at eleven o'clock every night. So when you're out dating girls and things yeah, like that, you yeah. know, like many at the time, I had to sprint up uh, <laughs> Peter's Road, Green Hills to, to get there at eleven o'clock. I then discovered a bike is quicker. Yeah. <laughs> and then I discovered, I discovered that the cycle was, you know, I, I discovered then that a moped was quicker than the cycle. And, and then I discovered a, a bike is quicker again, you know, so I copped on a little bit in that regard. But we had a great understanding with one another in a sense that he knew not to press the button. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew as well, you know. I knew if he really was annoying me I'd press the button. You know, I'm more like my mother. Mm-hmm. He was the most calmest guy you've ever met in your life. If ever you wanted to be in an Olympic final, and you wanted a fella in your corner, that was the guy you needed yeah. in your corner. I know you had him, you know. And in the in the fight itself, in the final, was the time? Did you feel that you had the fight all along, as in each round was going by? Was there any time that there was a doubt? And uh, did you watch? Did you watch that fight? I did. Eight, eight I watched it back second. then. Did you see the size of that fella? Yeah. He's, he's a big How do you think I ever had a moment like that? How did he make that way? Unbelievable. His name is Juan Hernandez Sierra. Okay, and. He arguably one of the greatest fighters out there, yeah. uh, and arguably one of the greatest fighters never to win an Olympic gold medal. You know, Thanks, it's dear. like when you look at the golf and you look at great golfers yeah, who've never won a major, you know. And this guy, and if someone gave me ten thousand quid going to Barcelona, I would have bet on him to win the Olympic gold medal. <laughs> yeah, uh, he would have been the my one, no, no yeah. choice. And then all of a sudden, somebody says you're going to fight this fella in the final, you're going to beat him, and going to say. Yeah, oh, yeah, Nelly, the yeah. lot of his, you know. But the bottom line is, I boxed really well getting into the final. I beat the number two in the world, Andres Otto, in, yeah. the, in the quarterfinals to guarantee myself of, of a medal. It was great that Wayne McCullough, you know, we, we were... He was before you. Yeah, and he, we were before. there together. Like, yeah. If you had been, you know, the last boxer on the team, you probably would have showed off, you know. Mm-hmm. And But he'd win, 
And he boxed another great Cuban as well, Casamayor, who went on and won world titles. And you know, you don't have to talk about Casamayor. But the thing with, I suppose, with Juan Hernandez was. When I went into the fight, I said, right, I have nothing to lose. I have absolutely nothing to lose. Wayne McCullough got beaten. Yeah. So I said, my worst is his best, I said to myself. So I said, let's, let's go for this. Well, let's just go for this, I said. You know? And I'm a southpaw. He was a southpaw. If there's a thing I love, I love fighting southpaws. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Because I know exactly what to do. And with that, you know, he just kind of, for the want of a word, better word, he was a rope of dope. He'd done everything I wanted him to do. He came forward at me. I hooked him, I moved, I held, I'd done what I had to do. Uh, there was a bad part of the, the, the round, like you asked the question that in the second round I got a public warning mm. and I, shit, I said to me, am I allowed to yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and this out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, this meant I gave him three scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I knew coming into the second round I was 4-3 ahead mm. now I'm after giving them three scores yeah. but I suppose where I was at that time I said get it back get it back now and I, I got it back yeah. so as soon as that's the end of it right, we're finished you know, we're gone and I just I got it back and I came back after the second round and it was 8-0 yeah. but I'd given him three scores yeah. you know? yeah. and then I knew I kind of looked over him it was beautiful that he's never seen it on television of course yeah. he never showed it on television but I looked over him and I went I got you I said yeah. you know, and he knew I had him because I was out boxing him and he came at me again the last round because he was getting an absolute torture from his corner yeah. how are you letting this Paddy do yeah. this yeah. You know? yeah. and all of a sudden he, uh, he came forward and the first minute of the last round I became Olympic champion because I caught him with absolutely everything. Yeah. And then I don't want to, you know, I don't know if he's a, any Liverpool supporters here. Say, is it all Liverpool supporters? Yes, one well, of my Liverpool yeah. supporters. Well. <laughs> and, uh, you can tell the look at the feet in his yeah, face. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I don't want Liverpool used to do. They got ahead and they stayed ahead. You yeah. know? And it, it was that type of, type of fight, you know. So it was. Uh, and you said that you knew then that you. Oh, I knew I won. He knew he'd lost, you know. And you know, you, then you, all of a sudden you're thinking, 1988. Roy Jones Jr. I was in the I was in that uh, arena. I was watching that fight, and I went and they gave it to the the Korean. And I, you've got to be kidding, me, you know. <laughs> and I said, don't have this moment, please. Yeah. Don't have yeah. this moment, yeah. you know. But I suppose Cuba then, you know, they were such a force and still are. Oh, um, yeah. They seven Olympic, they had seven lads in the final that 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 year, mm. you know, which is unbelievable. Yeah, because yeah. you know? I remember watching it myself. I was sixteen. And it was Cuba, Cuba, yeah. Cuba. That's all it was. Yeah. I said, who's Michael Crew for Cuba? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Why do you call it? Cuba. You know, it's like anything as well. It's like we're all soccer players. We're all GAA players. If you want to go to an All-Ireland in, in GAA, you want to play Kerry and beat them in the final. Yeah. If yeah. you're a Liverpool supporter, you want to beat Manchester United. Give it that little extra. If you're Celtic, you want to beat Rangers. Yeah. Olympic final, you, bet them you want to be the Cuban in the final. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 puts the glass it's on it. Yeah, it absolutely puts the glass on it. Uh, and I did, yeah, thank God. Because yeah, so. one thing I remember, uh, obviously, it was the one time I was late for training, because we had pre-season training at that time, because oh, yeah. Wayne, and then yourself, but I'll never forget, literally, not even a two-minute walk, and I flew over, cause, and I guess I was one of the first there, everyone was late that day, even the managers, and mm. it was the greatest hour, an hour and a half. We, I don't remember what we did, all we did was talk about it. And it was Do you know, the, the biggest, great reg- moment. biggest regret I've ever had in, in my life was that I didn't write a book on quotes of people telling me where they were, what they, yeah. what they done, yeah. you know. You know, when you hear stories, like, <laughs> I don't, and I don't, and I, and yeah. I should have wrote them all down. Yeah. I, th- I think it's one of the good things about the Irish people is they always back their own. 
they, they're always there anything. for them. If there's that, if it's if it's table tennis yeah. and they're in the world final, they'll be back in it. Yeah. You know, cricket. You know, like we're all rolling experts they'll be now, back you know, with the and boys. Yeah. Like, well, you know, we're obviously going to be talking about McGregor and and, and yeah. Mayweather. When you see the support that uh, McGregor has opposed to to Mayweather, you know, yeah. fighting in in America, and yeah. there's probably going to be about mm-hmm. ten. 20,000 going over from yeah, there alone. Do, yeah. you know, and it is phenomenal. When I, I walked out in the arena in, in Barcelona, there was a little place called Badalona just outside of Barcelona, and all of a sudden there was hundreds and hundreds because people were on the holidays in Salou yeah. and that of that. Yeah. People you know, from the, from the Olympic team all wanted to get accreditation for the boxing and, and things like that. And all of a sudden you, 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 you just come into this mass hysteria of craziness. Yeah. And I was like, and it felt like I was boxing in the National Stadium. Yeah. So again, it was another you know huge factor for me as well in the sense that Spartan I felt I was sport. the home boxer, you yeah, know, yeah. and, and I wasn't, you know, obviously because fighting in Spain, and it was just a huge, huge uplift for me and Wayne, you know, to yeah. the support we got, and I'm sure that this, the the away, you know, the queue was going. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's something that we've always been good at, isn't it? Blagging our way into games and making yeah. sure that you know we've had the seventy thirty support yeah. all the time. I don't know how they do it. Listen, we're going to go to a break, and we'll be back then with Tony to talk MMA. Okay, and welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Uh, we have Michael Crute and Tony Carrick in the building. Tony. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into uh, martial arts, mixed well, martial arts. or Going back, I suppose, many, many years ago, my influence on martial arts would be the Bruce Lee days. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I'm giving away my age now. <laughs> but uh, I started off, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but in boxing. I started with Jackson Boxing Club out in Ballymun as yeah. a very, very young man. And uh, that was part of my first ability on training and then moved from boxing to karate, then into mm-hmm. kickboxing, and then in later life, then into uh, the world of jiu-jitsu. So uh, I've been sort of 40, nearly 46 years now <coughs> in the training game, yeah. martial arts, boxing, kickboxing, you name it now. About that. And uh, had a little bit of success in my lifetime, not as high, high profile as Michael, but yeah. the World Championships in 1986 in London, I was touring the, the world for Brilliant. that, and came forth with the Irish team, and a couple of gold medals in, uh, in the 90s there in... Um, America for jiu-jitsu and a Canadian gold medal in 1988. So, Brilliant. so over the years, I've had a few. What weight were you? What? what? Uh, well, the weights are slightly different in uh, martial arts. Yeah. Then they've changed a little bit there, but I was always in around the 80 kg mark, which would have, at them they had it as a middleweight then. But now 80 to 77 is actually sort of uh, welterweight. So it's the weight weight category has changed a bit now. So okay. Don't be afraid to eat that microphone. I'll eat the mic for okay. you. I'm hungry today anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we get close to the mic, I'll get Michael back in again. <laughs> <laughs> 80 kg would be 
light heavyweight in our yeah. in, yeah. in boxing. boxing. Yeah. 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 So would that that would have been classed as welterweight? Or that, yeah, in now uh, seventy seven. Uh, basically, guy weighing at seventy seven now, yeah. but he'd probably walk in at eighty to eighty one on the night, maybe even more. Yeah. Uh, on the fight night. But that's what yeah, I'm always know. amazed with the, with the weight categories in M- MMA. Yeah. Like they say, they're this way. Hang on. Hold on a minute. Like welterweight in in boxing is ten and a half stone. Yeah. You know so. So what would what 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 would that class? Well, I mean, I, there are looking at uh, adding different weight categories in there now. Do yeah. I mean because there is a very big from seventy to seventy-seven, yeah. and then seventy-seven to eighty-four up to uh, ninety-two. Right. So there's a big category. So there's a, there is a big. Um, and would ninety-two be heavyweight? Uh, ninety-two would be light heavy. Light heavyweight. Light heavy. Like, like yeah. ninety-two would be super heavyweight in amateur yeah. boxing. Mm. You know, you know so and that's like why I'm always confused with yeah. with, with mixed martial arts. Like, how the hell is he a welterweight? Mm. The size of him. But someone are coming in with an extra fifteen kilos, could be ten to fifteen on them. They do yeah. massive weight cuts, really, which yeah. is a big problem. I feel we're in. MMA at the moment, uh, not just at the amateur level, but certainly at a professional level, because I mean amateurs are trying to idolise themselves on professionals, yeah, yeah. and I mean, they're, they're, I mean they don't have the doctors, they don't have the the, the financial support behind them mm. for these massive weight cuts nutrition, and yeah. nutrition, and a lot of them are doing themselves an awful lot of damage behind the scenes, Absolutely. like dehydrating, um, over sauna work, uh, Epsom salts baths, you know, yeah. you name it, they're trying every trick in the book. And now we're we're in the amateur ranking. Now what they've done that we're in Ireland, amateurs have to weigh in the same day, so they have okay. to be nearly closer to the yeah. fight uh, weight than yeah. to try and help with this obviously weight cut and dehydration and right. obviously uh, brain damage afterwards yeah, with, yeah. with the fights. You know, yeah. but because uh, you can't with see the, the difference even McGregor when he yeah. drops to one four five, oh, yeah. he's a different. He's no. a different person altogether. You can see it. Well, uh, so he, what, what way did they made this for, uh, this for title fight? Welterweight, is it? Uh, 147. 147, I think it is now. But okay. they're changing it every week when Connor gets a few words in. It's changing yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so he's managing how to escape, get yeah. into the uh, eight-ounce gloves now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, we're going for 10 yeah. ounces, really. We're going for yeah, 10, 10 ounces yeah. originally. Yeah. Now they've brought it into yeah. the eight-ounce. You know, but at the end of the day, look, I mean, I feel that's as much an advantage to Mayweather as it is to Connor. Course, because yeah. if yeah. he's boxing all the time with heavier gloves, and now he's putting lighter gloves on, yeah. his hands are going to be that big faster and quicker yeah. you know and to me Mayweather is a, a defensive fighter so he, he'd be moving his hips and his head the same way he was whether he had bigger or smaller gloves so we'll get into McGregor <laughs> and, and, and Mayweather now in a second uh, but just on MMA there's a lot of debate with MMA like should it be a sport should it not be a sport is it recognised now in Ireland as a, as no, a sport no well I mean I suppose like all combat sports I mean we're in its infancy here yeah. and development and you're always going to have negatives and positives yeah. in the development stage but within Irish MMA Irish MMA is probably one of the safest in the world I mean, because there's no country, other country in the world that an, an amateur MMA fighter has to have an MRI scan once a year yeah. does bloods does medicals uh, pre and post fight uh, medicals afterwards you know they're wearing shin pads to, to protect the and the heavier ounce gloves so regards that end of it yeah it's I mean, everybody's doing everything they can to make it as safe as possible yeah. and the rule rule level is a little higher like there's no elbows there's no various uh heel hooks and you know twisters and things like that that's allowed in the professional sport for the amateur but like it's a combat sport you're always going to have people that will like it and people that won't like it yeah and we just have to live with that i mean boxing have gone through for years i mean they're always trying to bomb back 
ban a boxing. Yeah. But it's never going to happen. I mean, people no. have been fighting since the day we were born. Yeah. You know, go back to the caveman days, they're pulling their wives along by the hair, wouldn't they, with their clubs? So yeah. that's where they learn how to the fight. 50s, well, we're not in that now, do No, we can't pull ourselves by the hair. But, you know, so combat sports have been around since. So, what does it need to do to be recognised? Uh, I think it's personally, I mean, it needs to be able to, I think, get major big sponsors uh, to get behind it. And if you get big sponsors behind it, then people's approach and attitude changes. Uh, there is a, an organization out there now at the moment that's trying to make a world organization within MMA. Uh, I suppose they're pushing to try and get it into the Olympics. I think if it comes an Olympic sport, well, then I think people's attitudes would change. Right. Um, and that's why they're doing so much of the difference by making now the amateur wear rash guards and the amateur wear shin pads yeah. to try and tone down the, uh, we say the aggressiveness of the professional level. So to make it a, a sport, more sport looking. Yeah. So I think if it gets into the Olympics, I think you could see uh, major changes. It would make it in. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's been a lot of people who have talked about, I've read articles uh, from Sonia O'Sullivan. I've read articles from uh, the head... Uh, of European judo and, and, and they're saying stuff like um, sport is a game something that we do for health and fitness entertaining but is like Holly Holm who was sent unconscious uh, I think that was on the, the Diaz and McGregor undercard I think yeah. it was uh, that she was uh, choke, choked unconscious it's only a step away from death is what they're saying I think people are just you know I mean at the end of the day I mean pe- People will say things to sell magazines, to sell radio shows, to sell t- TV shows. And look, it's a combat sport. Yeah. Uh, we're not teaching swimming lessons. So people that are actually there know exactly what they're in there for. You're competing your physical ability against somebody else's physical ability. You're trained to a high level before you actually even get in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's loads of people in gyms all around the country that, will, that train week in and week out that will never, ever take part in a competition because they don't want it. But they're there for other reasons. They're learning to be the fitness. They're learning self-confidence. And then it's only guys from a higher level that want to take it to the next stage, obviously, amateur fighting, and then on to the pro fights. Yeah. People will always have a negative uh, and a positive on any combat sport. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, if somebody's, uh, we take Sonia Sullivan, see, she did have a very good go with us. I mean, she chose the path to be an athlete. Yeah. She chose that to be a runner. She had nobody tell her she can't can't do this. Yeah. So what actually gives her the right to tell me as a combat sport person that I don't want to do combat sports because she doesn't like it? Yeah, yeah, that's and true. She, she's like no right. You just have to divide away from that amateur and professional, okay? And it's the same in both codes. You know, never thought I'd defend MMA. But, <laughs> but the, <laughs> the bottom line is, but I, I am a fan of MMA. I watch it. I yeah. do because it's on television. Have a look at that. You know what I mean? And and I, I you know. And I, I, I would probably more look at the professional end of it rather than the amateur end of it because yeah. it's entertaining. You know, you, you know, for the want of a better word, you're going to get blood. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to get entertainment. You're going to get, and that's what they're there for. Professional boxing is exactly the same. Yeah. What are they all giving out about? You know, professional boxing is about getting bums and seats and attendances on television. Yeah. yeah. As M&A is, right? So the bottom line is we have to, dif- you know, differ from amateur and professional in both coats. And like Tony just mentioned, you know, the huge, huge things they've done in amateur MMA compared, compared to any other country in the world. You know, it's the same in boxing. Yeah. You know, boxing is about, you know, this is a, a professional boxing fight, this, this one, that's what we're going to talk about yeah. later on. Yeah. It's, a, it's not an amateur fight, it's a professional fight. It's about getting 
pay-per-view. It's about getting attendances. It's about getting superstars turning up to that event. Yeah. You know, who would never go to an MA yeah. fight, who would never go to a normal boxing show. A month later, we have Canelo fighting GGG, yeah. which is going to be one of the greatest Fight fights year, ever. Yeah. You know? And it's not even being talked about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure it's the same Tony in, in MMA. You probably have a, a super fight going on somewhere that, that we don't know about. Yeah. You know? well, so like, I mean, people have to get away from this amateur and yeah. professional thing. You yeah. Know? So. yeah. Like we have an amateur guy fighting tonight now, and he's, this would be, if he wins his tight fight tonight, this would be his sixth title we're in this year. Yeah. But you, know, you won't see people going to support the show tonight yeah. because there's no glamour. There's no big yeah. business behind yeah. it. There's no... Outside celebrities, movie stars going to be yeah. seen. It's like we always years ago, we used to see thing, um, you had two worlds of bodyguard, and you had the proper professional bodyguard, and then you had the, the show person's bodyguard, and the show yeah, person yeah. will have as many bodyguards as possible because they want to be seen to be popular, yeah. you know? And it's a little bit like amateur uh, MMA, amateur boxing, and professional. There is a big gulf between uh, the end product and what they're trying to achieve. In a, a, a run of the mill, session that you would do i've seen a lot of swords in, in the videos on your walls uh that's not the last resort is it no <laughs> what, what that basically is we're in our gym basically um we teach a very traditional style of japanese jiu-jitsu as yeah. well as modern day jiu-jitsu modern day mma because you're always going to get guys that don't want to get involved when they're too heavy of we say training but they want they need a night out. They yeah. use it as a novelty. They use it as a pastime. So we teach uh, an art as an art. So they will learn the ancient skills of the samurai. And part of the samurai was learn how to use the sword. So they will start off with what okay. we call the, the wooden sword, which is the boken, And then they move up to Iido, which is an unsharpened blade. And then on to sharpened blade. Okay. Like They would do that as a hobby. Like people just saying playstation or something right. like that they right. never it's, ever it's, want it's to be a fighter see, monkey do, right? yeah. Yeah. you went to and i'm glad you mentioned yeah. bruce lee because he's my all-time hero <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know we went to watch bruce lee movies in, as kids what did you do when you came out of the, out of the cinema Sorry, yeah and right. knocking the <laughs> crap out of it, thinking you were bruce lee you know so and it truly is monkey see monkey do you know and that's what that's what it is you yeah. know and that's what we want both our sports you know mm -hmm. that, like and i'd love to see mma come into olympic sports because then it's really going to be monitored yeah. in, in a sense that it should be you know? yeah how many to go into mma mixed martial arts i prefer mixed martial arts it sounds better yeah. yeah um how many do you need to know before you can actually go in well someone walking in my door i prefer if they know nothing yeah because then obviously because each club or each gym has their own philosophy and how they want to do things okay but, I mean, if you look at, as you said, we, we call it mixed martial arts rather yeah. than MMA because that shortens it. But mixed martial arts is boxing. Yeah. It's wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's judo. It's jiu-jitsu. It's karate. Uh, it's Olympic wrestling. It's ne especially nowadays because the fighter has to be an all-round fighter. Yeah. And as you say, we're going to talk about the McGregor and Mayweather fight later. A lot of people are underestimating, we say, Connor's ability to box. But... I bring in boxing coach every Sunday morning to train my guys boxing. Yeah. Now, they're learning boxing, but when it comes to the Jordan week, then we're uh, trying to adapt what they learned on a Sunday from boxing into MMA yeah. because the guy now can take him down. He can pin him against the cage. But when both belts start off, they start off standing up. So the first defense is hands first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to teach the guys. Now, we, we bring a lot of our guys. We use a lot of different. I haven't gone down to Michael's gym yet, but hopefully after today we can arrange <laughs> something. <laughs> but we bring a lot of our guys to different boxing gyms. Yeah. 
for to develop their hands because what's better to develop their hands but fight with guys that specialize just in hands yeah then i bring them out to judo guys for throws then i bring them out to wrestling guys because we're making the mixed martial arts an all-round fighter yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, I mean, you talk about uh, hopefully getting into the Olympics. Mm. Well, there's a lot of Olympic events that you've named off there, isn't there? Yes. Well, you take them I in mean, even. I mean, there's certain Olympic event, uh, events out there that we wouldn't say are spectator friendly because they don't look as glamorous. But until you understand, it's like I mean, I wouldn't criticize cricket now because I don't understand the rules. But if I watch a cricket match, I find that very boring. Yeah. Now I'm sure well, there's people. If you play it, it's, it's a great it's game. Different. It's a great yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Like so yeah. it's the same way with uh, we say mixed martial arts a lot of people say oh goes to the ground they're hugging each other on the yeah. ground but they don't understand the technicality what's happening on the ground yeah. but once they do they, 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 their whole they, I mean, they really get into it I mean those women that used to come with their kids to our gym hated the MMA and then when they went to see their children fight now you can't get them out shows yeah. you know because they start to understand it they start to learn what was going on and then yeah. they realise it's not as barbaric as people call it because there is rules there's tactics there's you know philosophy behind what they're trying to do so, I mean, not only, I think, if we get into the Olympics, I think you'll see a lot more funding come towards yeah, gyms, and, if we, and then we can get things sorted, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yes. like we're, what we're saying, Tony, as well, we have to get away from the amateur yeah. and the professional part yeah. of it. Yeah. You know? And that's what people, when they, they, they look at mixed martial arts, <clears throat> they look at the barbaric side yeah. of it. They don't look at the, the, the amount of time that these yeah. kids and people put into put training. In, yeah. you know? And, you know, I'm a boxer. I'll always be a boxer. I only have to train a boxing. I didn't have to train a five different other sports. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, you, you know, you understand the level of what to do. You look at Connor. Connor, you know, I would say yeah. probably 70 to 80 percent of his fighting is boxing. Yeah. OK, he doesn't go to the ground much. He's a great kicker. Yeah. Um, he doesn't go get into those mixed martial art moves that he has there, you know, jiu-jitsu and, and things like that. He tries to stay on his feet as much as he possibly can, yeah. you know. So, you know, he's, bring, he's brought his boxing life into his mixed martial arts life, yeah. you know, yeah. and he really has. Like, as you said there with parents, like, obviously, a lot of us would only see McGregor. So you'd see the kind of the blood and gore yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. What, did, what surprises parents when they actually get into the gym? Yeah. What's the biggest surprise that they see? Well, when this, they, when I think the in? surprise is the, the discipline they actually see within the gym. And, the, you know, I mean, the friendliness between everybody and the family atmosphere within everybody in the gym and the control that's going on, uh, not only from the coaches, but towards each other. I mean, there's a lot of respect. Uh, I mean, I mean, you, you get an aggressive, we've had, like I'm sure Michael has had come down to the boxing gym, you get an aggressive child out in the street. I mean, he's aggressive for other reasons. Yeah. He's underconfident he's been bullied at home you name it there's various reasons why he's probably aggressive out in the street mm. he comes now into a gym and he can let loose and release that aggression he comes out a total different character yeah. Yeah. now he's dealing with people that are in the same boat who can control his aggressiveness control his power and they're not afraid to wrestle or spar back with him and he starts to uh, command a lot more respect for himself and then once he commands more respect for himself then when he goes out and home he's more respect for other people because now he realizes you know he, he he is developing certain skills that can injure and hurt somebody because yeah. he's been taught a discipline and you know tony yeah. as well we we don't endorse that they did mm. to use the skills they're mm. taught in in gyms mm. on on people who who don't and and that's the biggest discipline i suppose in yeah. either either sport that you know if, if it happens on the street you know, you're suspended from the club. Yeah, you know, yeah. And yeah. That's yeah. the bottom line. You know, you, you don't do this. You know what I mean? You do it in the ring yeah. or you do it in the cage or whatever you, the, the environment is that you have to fight. And, you know, we're, we're all advocate of what 
you don't bring this onto the street because if, you, if I ever find out any of you's using what I, sh- I teach you's, yeah. you know, to bully kids and yeah. things like that, you're gone. You know, well, and I, have, gone. I, have, I have probably a very bad name with a lot of the children around that in my gym because the parents keep using my name all the time. If they don't do the schoolwork, they don't oh, yeah. tidy their room by <laughs> telling the coach tonight on you. So. <laughs> but it is the ultimate thing I find with all combat. The discipline is phenomenal. Yeah. That sure, any sure. kids sure. that I know that have been in either mm. MMA or boxing, it, it, it you can see the difference between yeah. them and say a football player or a yeah. there is a diff- different level of discipline but they, they also have to have a love of it as yeah. well yeah. You know, yeah. we took a four week break only there in July and we had a meeting a uh, uh, coaches meeting there last week and I'm very fortunate we have ten coaches in Drumna Boxing Club and uh, it, I'm head coach but like we have a, a great understanding between the, all of us that you know nobody I don't just go, I'm head coach I it's my way you know I listen and I talk to the guys but two of the boxers uh, two of the fathers our coaches, two of, their, two of their kids, our boxers, and they decided to come down to the club and do a training session where we were doing the, our meeting. And I said to the lads, you said on a break, oh, we're going mad, Michael. When can we come back? You know, they are going a four-week break out of, you know, a year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, think about it, right? And, and you need to recharge your, your batteries. You know, I do, anyway, you know. I don't know about my other coaches, but I do. Yeah. But like, can we come back to the club? Can we yeah. come back to the club? Can we? Yeah. And they love it. And that's what you need in any sport, to have the absolute love for your sport. You know. Yeah. And if you have that, you're going to have a chance to go in places. I, I, I see that now with football. We, we coach yeah. down Luke and United, and we would have that the four weeks off. Yeah. And it's normally June. And June is the worst month for yeah. kids. It's greatest month for the coaches, though, because the coaches do <laughs> yeah, need absolutely. to, yeah. you know. And even though you're still doing things in the background yeah. that they don't see, yeah, yeah you do. You, well, you I just do, want to say to you as well, like, Tony emphasize on it a little bit as well. Parents, you know, you have, you have good parents and you have bad parents. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the bad parent is the fella who thinks he knows it all. Yeah. He's the guy who thinks he knows boxing or, or mixed martial arts. You know, he's the guy who, who looked at a television and I read a book. You know, and they're the worst coaches out there. I always say the worst boxer is the guy who thinks he's better than what he is. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, we've had it over the years, and I've had it over the years, you know, co- you know parents sitting down at the side ring, tone up and structure the lads. <laughs> and I, I bought two, I, only recently I bought two of them out to the car park. I said, can I talk with you? And he says, yeah, no problem. And I said, take out your wallets, will you? And he says, well, he's got a wallet, yeah. Take out your coach's card there. And they go, well, we haven't got one. Then what gives you the right to talk in that in there? I said, you know, yeah. and I absolutely am based him. Happens again. Your son's gone. What did I said, and you, but you get it in soccer. You get it on yeah, the yeah, sideline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My son plays so- soccer. I'm not going to say what team he plays with, but you know, I'm very very calm on the sideline yeah, because yeah. I'm not his coach. I'm his dad. I shout up words of encouragement. Yeah. I don't give tactics to them. You know, and all of a sudden you're, you're listening to these people beside you go. Yeah, yeah. Hell do you know about football? Yeah. You don't know anything about yeah. it, you know? And that's that's the thing we have to deal with as well, in a sense that you know you have that overzealous parent who thinks my Johnny is the greatest guy out there. He's better than anybody else. Do you ever you get? Know? Do you ever get a parent who would comment on your training session? No. Never, never. No, I'll never face to face. There's a bit of a difference, Shannon. Like, <laughs> I suppose we can't. We can I think there's a bit of a difference. <laughs> that's potentially punch and kick them in an expert way. So, if if, mm. if if a kid, if a parent wants to challenge our our method, Drimna, we've won European, mm. we've won world, and we've won Olympic medals. We're the only club in Ireland ever to do it, except for Katie Taylor's club. Yeah, because Katie's won all three. Yeah. Would you call them into the office and stick it around your neck and go, if "Sorry, if say if that if again." I'd learn wrestling really quick and get it. The bottom line is, you know, we have great parents in our club as well that you know the, the fundraisers and and things like that and as tony will tell you as well you know you, you you have to sometimes take the bad yeah 
you know, to, to understand that you're, you're, you're going to get the good, you know. Yeah. And you get a prayer and all of a sudden comes in and, listen, Tony, I'm not getting your sponsor there, uh, a thousand quid off, mm. super value up the road, yeah. mm. happy days, or, or the credit union, or, yeah. or things like that. And that's what happens in, yeah. in, in good clubs. And you, you need that, that, that generosity as well. And that camaraderie, yeah. Okay, listen, we're going to take another break and we'll be back with the lads to talk Mayweather McGregor. You're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff on 96.4 FM. Okay, we have to talk about Mayweather McGregor because the only show in town next week. Uh, the undercard doesn't look... The undercard, have you looked at the undercard? Uh, I knew it. There is, but it's mostly Mayweather guys. But, oh, screw you, come on, move on. <laughs> Who is it? I, do, I don't know. I Stop do. pressure on me. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's most... I know he's got um, his... She's a British fighter she's from Liverpool. She's on the undercard. She's under Mayweather's... Gym. I think he's a few of his banner under exactly his, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a few of them but yeah. um, there is one or two good. it actually is a decent car but they came over to Monkstown have a tournament every year uh, and it's one of the biggest and best competitions in, in Ireland and one of the kids uh, was in one of our lads weight category and we pulled our lad away from him because we just said no, no way this yeah. kid is, is too good you know he's, and like you, you have to you know you have to know your limits as you well have to look after <clears throat> no way he's going to he, he stopped two All Ireland champions, you know, Jeez. on his run up to the final. Right. And our lad is a Dublin champion, you know. So, uh, you know, so he, he he's pulling in real good ones as well, Mayweather. So I would say the, the undercard will probably be probably all of his his oh, his, 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 yeah. his his proteges, you know. We'll talk about the staging of the fight, Tony. I asked you first. What what are your thoughts on the whole staging of the fight between two different art? I suppose. Well, I suppose. Um, to me, I mean, as as we came back to earlier, is a big difference between professional and amateur. Yeah. And this is a professional show. At the yeah. end of the day, to me, it's a show. It's not a boxing mm. match. It's not an MMA match. It's a show to, to sell tickets, put bums on seats, and make a lot of money for yeah. people. Yeah. Not just for Floyd or Connor. Yeah. There's other people hanging in around the two guys are making a lot of money out of this too. And to me, Connor's already won. Yeah. Whether yeah. he fights or not, he's already won yeah. because his bank account is going to grow so big it's I think we'd be all you know, we could bail the country out maybe at this yeah, stage yeah. you know but <laughs> so to me it's a show it's to me it's not a fight it's actually a show now right. yeah, it's okay. about selling tickets and pay-per-views and making history on this you know so that's yeah Michael it's it's a little bit like gladiators you ever watch a film yeah, Gladiator, yeah, yeah. You know? and the mob ruled Rome you know, so basically what it is is the mob are getting what they want yeah. you know? and that's not just MMA it's boxing as well yeah. you know? they're getting what they want they're getting this so-called super fight you know? I don't think it's a super fight I think Canelo and GGG is a super yeah, fight. Yeah. I think you know, you know when you go back throughout the, the years of boxing uh, it's, it's you know I don't have to you know talk about boxing because we ha we have our history you know in that yeah. regard um, they, they're getting what they want you know um, whoever orchestrated is a bloody genius absolutely okay absolute genius um, I'm sure Dana's had a lot behind it yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he's oh, never looked so happy no, no. And as, as Tony said as well you know there's a lot of people making money from this uh, not just the two boys if, if Connor's getting 100 million the other fella's getting 300 you know and, yeah. uh, and that's why he's known as money Mayweather he's not really liked in the game yeah, you know, for you know his personal life. I don't think he's like the other game, uh, right? Outside the game, yeah. um, but you know, it, it's kind of you know you're, you're asking people, 
you know, who are you going for? You know, I'm kind of stuck in between two, uh, you know, a rock and a hard plate because Connor's from Dublin 12. I'm from Dublin 12. Yeah. He's yeah. coming and I'm dreaming. Right, there's always that feud that's gone on. It's a different feud. We we respect one another immensely, the two boxing clubs. Uh, the coach of, head, of the Crumlin Boxing Club was Phil Sutliff. Yeah. One of our greatest fighters in Germany, you know. So as I keep saying, she robbed the medals. Yeah, yeah, you bought it. <laughs> but we are immensely respectful of one another. We go nearly every Thursday night. We go up to Crumlin show. They have a show there every Thursday, and we bring a lot of our boxes up and things like that. So, but the bottom line is as well, it's it's what people want. Yeah, you know, I'm a bit mystified in, in why they want it. You know what I mean? Because I look at Connor, and he's a lovely guy, and I've never actually met him. Um. But he started his boxing in, in, in Crumlin. All accounts, he was a decent enough mm -hmm. intermediate style boxer. Uh, he's going in against arguably the greatest fighter that ever was, you know. And I'm, I have to say that yeah. he's beaten more world champions than any other fighter. Yeah. Um, as I said, he's not the most light guy in the world, but he doesn't care. His no. bank account tells you to go and feck yourself if you don't yeah. like him, you know. Um, with that, Connor is up against a huge, huge task here in fighting. In fighting. As I would say, the greatest of all time. Muhammad Ali claimed to be the greatest of all time. Mayweather is the greatest of all time. Is it, is it a question, because we've talked about it briefly before, that Mayweather's the Mourinho of boxing, where he's defensive but effective? Of course he is. You listen, the, the, the first rule you teach a kid in boxing is not to get hit. <laughs> yeah. It's not to throw the punch. Yeah. It's not to get hit. It's the first rule I, I give them. It's the first rule I work on their, their footwork rather than the handwork, okay? It's to get away from the person. That's our method in the drumming. Yeah. And people can't say it's not, it's not working. As I mentioned already, the amount of medals we yeah, won in, yeah, yeah. in certain, you know, well, European World and Olympics. So the bottom line is, and I assume it's, it's Tony's method as well. If you're getting hit, you're getting beaten. Yeah. Mm. If you're not getting hit, you're not getting beaten. Exactly, you know. <laughs> and with that, Mayweather has, has mastered this to a fine art of not getting hit. People are saying, Connor's going to throw the, the lucky punch. I, I agree he could throw the lucky punch. Yeah. Right, there's no question about it, he could throw the lucky punch. Okay, but with that, the, old, the greatest quote in boxing, I think, is thousands upon thousands of punches makes a career. One can end it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So the bottom line is, Connor could throw that punch. There's no question about it, he could throw that punch. You know, but if Canelo hasn't done it, if Hatton hasn't done it, if Delahoya hasn't done it, if Shane Mosley hasn't done it, and I could go on and on yeah, and on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think in this, the fight's actually going to be won outside the ring. Possibly. Because... Yeah. If I look back on Connor's career, and my only my own personal view, Connor's won all these fights in the weigh-in and the pre-post fight uh, face-offs. Yeah. All those gone. He, to me, he's won every one of them. Yeah. Whether not just in his um, professional highlighted career, but he's but junior you, you professional. Do you think he's going to outdo May, uh, Mayweather at the well, weigh-in? I, mean, uh, I suppose at the end of the day, it's. Um, it's really who wants it at the end of the night. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't underestimate Mayweather either because he's not going to lose a 49 and 0 yeah. reputation on one punch. Absolutely. Because then that destroys the whole image of boxing. Of course. It destroys all the pre fighters that he's fought that were supposed to be good yeah. as well in the past. Yeah. So I'm not saying he's taking this lightly either. And I mean, to me, it's going to be, if. If it's going to be done, Connor's going to win in the first four rounds. That's just my personal feeling. Technically, after has the, to the go first early, yeah. four rounds, if it goes after four rounds, I, I think Mayweather will actually win it then. If you were advising them, 
in the fight, what way to approach it? What way would you advise him? Hit him hard, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Kick him. Kick him. Get him in the head. I <laughs> believe he, he, uh, Mayweather was on mm. um, an American chat show recently and they did ask about the, uh, what happens if Connor does throw a kick. He did comment that there was a heavy, heavy fine yeah, of nearly right. 90% of his payment yeah. if right. he does. Yeah. Yeah. So that will well, actually... Tony, can I ask you a question? But it can you happen. Know, I mean, can you, get a question, guy, you, know, yeah. you know, you're in the height of a battle and, yeah. you know... You know, all of a sudden, survival instincts mm. kick in, right? And survival mm. kicks in, and all of a sudden, you're you're getting pounded, mm. you know. And I, what the hell am I going to do here? You know? Do you think he could go to that? Oh, he you know, could, yeah. and, and kick, you know, yeah, to save himself. I mean, you know I, mean I, mean? I had a trainer fighter for a fight out in, in Africa, and we brought him over to um, Packy Collins' gym yeah. for for boxing, yeah. and we put him in against uh, Spike, yeah. and Spike is lashing in the yeah. the punches, to, and Spike rolled. And my guy brought the knee up. Yeah. Nah. Oh, just automatic. And he said, yeah. I'm very yeah. sorry. Like, but yeah. So it can happen yeah. in the heat of the moment. Yeah. It's, you know, because if he's trained, mode, yeah. yeah, if he's trained to fight one way. Yeah, I, I attended, you know. I, I went to a kickboxing <laughs> school years ago um, and I said to me, Dan, because they do a huge on stretching, and, which I was terrible at. And uh, I said to me, Dan, I'm going to go up here for a couple of weeks and just get a, you know, said, okay. So I was in sparring one day and it was probably just all punching, you know. But, I was getting the better of the guy, you know, and all of a sudden I could see him setting his feet and I said, this guy's going to kick me, you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden he went zoom and I, I ducked under it, you know, and I, what are you doing? Yeah. I said, uh, but instinct just took in yeah. because he needed to survive, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I couldn't blame him, you know, because I was giving him a, a, a few slaps and, uh, but, you know, we, that's what the coach brought me up there to do as well, to, to, to teach them the boxing side of it as well. Yeah. But the bottom line is it just, Kicked in, and I'm just, I, 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 I don't use points. that word yeah. kicked in, you know. But yeah. all of a sudden, you know, if he kicked toes, a kick, it's that's over, it. the fight's it's over. over. That's probably half the fascination for people to get in on it. Yeah. Is yeah. To wait, see wait, the if that of happens, okay, there's going to be part two. Yeah. more money spent of course yeah <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah well it depends yeah. if, if yeah. Connor it depends where it is yeah. in the fight, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Let's put it this way if Connor knocked him out within 30 seconds. Everyone's going well, you know. It 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 adds and adds, and it probably you get the yeah. second fight. But if Mayweather does it in thirty seconds. Everyone goes, well, that was a waste it's of time. Over, yeah. well, listen, waste no, of time. I don't think so because I mean, it, not it, for to me, as I said, Connor is <laughs> already won. Yeah. Because yeah. if 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 Connor loses to Mayweather, everybody's not going to. So well, he got in against as arguably the best boxer in the world, and he fought boxing. Yeah. And he still comes out with a clean reputation. Yeah. But if Connor wins. Yeah, Floyd comes out with a bad reputation, so Gosh, there's a lot more that, riding on it. For is that the biggest fear? Do you think from the boxing community that that would actually that would happen? I don't think that it's a it's a fear. It's a thing that like a 41 year old is fighting a 28 year old. Yeah. Okay. So let's put it into you know the dynamics of it. If Mayweather was 28 years old, would he have a chance against? Um, you know, yeah. no, would McGregor have a chance against him? No, he wouldn't. He has a chance against him because he's forty-one years old. Yeah, yeah. he's two years out of the ring. You know, we, we emphasize that. You know, do we go to a second fight or do we go to a trilogy? This I don't want to even be talking about that. Yeah, crap, yeah, yeah. To yeah. be honest, but the bottom line is, you know, we thought you know Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather. We thought this is going to be the greatest fight ever. Yeah, ever. Mm. My house was packed. I had a yeah. hundred people in my house uh, watching it. Only two people stayed up and watched the whole fight, me and my buddy, you know, because the rest of them all fell asleep because it was boring. <laughs> terrible. It was boring. This could happen as well, yeah. lads. This could happen yeah. as well that Mayweather skills him. Yeah. He skills him and Mayweather does what he does. You think he'd play with him? 
I was going to say that. Yeah. If he's well, Mayweather that good, he can make listen, it look interesting. The bottom line with any fighter, and I mean any fighter, from wrestling to jiu-jitsu to boxing to mixed martial arts, when you have a guy gone, you take him out. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. If Mayweather has him gone, he'll take him out. Take him you out. just have that killer instant in you. And if you don't have it in you, you shouldn't be in mixed martial arts. Yeah. Or you shouldn't be in boxing. Yeah. You shouldn't be in wrestling. You shouldn't be in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take the guy out. You know? Because the mob gets what they want. Yeah. yeah. What about um, Conor McGregor and um, Oscar De La Hoya fought uh, Mayweather yeah. and I would say battered them. What I mean by battered him, yeah. he was heavy-handed on him. He I, was, I always felt Delahoy won that yeah. fight. And, uh, and it, it seemed to me that that would be the type of style that McGregor might lead into doing. So, well, Can I say something? Conor McGregor is not Oscar Delahoy. Yeah. No, and that's what I'm saying. Okay. So is the so best... Coming forward like that, okay, might be the method to do, but you have to know what you're doing yeah. going forward. Yeah. If he's walking on to Mayweather, he's walking mm. on to a time bomb. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And the bottom line is... You know, I would say no. I would say go more the cautious route. You know, let Mayweather come forward. Yeah. And try to catch him on his backhand. Because Conor has a great zone. backhand. There's no yeah. question about it. I know the gloves are smaller than what boxing gloves are and things like that. But the bottom line is he still has a great left hand. Yeah. So my, my, if I was giving advice to to uh, Conor, I'd bring Mayweather forward. Yeah, you know? yeah. change the tactics, not yeah. allow Mayweather to defend, make him become more it, offensive yeah. fighter. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Mayweather yeah. does what he does. He, he avoided a punch. Mm. I firmly believe Oscar De La Hoya won that fight. Yeah. You know? um, Me too. Me but too. with that, he didn't get rid of him. He threw 190 yeah. punches around, even probably more, and still didn't get rid of him. You know? uh, if Connor goes that way, he's going to walk onto him. There's no yeah. question he's going to walk onto him. Yeah. And don't, let's be honest, though. Mayweather can hit. There's no question he can still yeah, he can hit. He's not the greatest punch in the world, but he's not the worst either. You know. So the I mean, I mean is, all you do is catch Connor on the chin as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Connor's been rocked in the days fights. Yeah, you know? I always do. But I'm looking at Connor's fights as well. He does suffer terribly from fatigue, I yeah. think, as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I think a lot of that has, with the MMA has been big weight cuts. Yeah, of course. Uh, so how his training camp is on this one, it'll yeah. all depend on how yeah. I think he's fatigued. And you can see be. that. You can yeah. see all of a sudden, how mm-hmm. the hell is he making 10 and yeah. a half stone? Yeah. And he, he's the size he was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But the bottom line with it is as well, is he, you know, he has to get his weight right. Yeah. There's no question about it. If he doesn't get his weight right, he's, he's dead. You know, he's dead, he's dead man walking. You know, he has to, you know, he has to be on his weight now, basically, you know, it's two yeah. weeks now. Yeah. So you're basically, you know, the, the golden rule in boxing is you have to be on your weight three weeks before you fight. Well, he's one week away now. Yeah. So, so he has to be on his weight. So, and I think he, he, he will be, I don't think he's going to fall into that trap. It's, you know, who's doing his corner? It's Coach Kavanagh. It's still the same. Already, and uh, Artem Lobov, as I know, is the three. But there's supposed to be a fourth person, but we're not sure. Is there an actual expert boxing? That's what I'm worried about. They have their their own, obviously, philosophy and strategy behind what they're doing. Now, after the 26th of August, we know whether it's been correct or incorrect. (laughs) The Stewart's inquiry will be out then. Um, Okay, it's not the way I would have done it. If I was his coach, um, as I said to you earlier, when we, we bring our guys f- uh, for a sparring, I bring, if you, w- you want to learn something, you go to experts. Yeah. So if I want my guy to be a good boxer, I bring him to a boxer to learn to be an expert. Yeah. You're not going to learn something like that over a couple of six weeks. That's years of training. Yeah. The movement, the, the, the dodging, the weaving, the, the, the ducking in underneath. 
the same way. It, you know, it's easier for Connor to transition into boxing than it would be for Mayweather to transition oh, into MMA. Yeah, 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 because we do train boxing, but we don't train it to the level of a boxer. Yeah. So yeah. could that be potentially their tactic? Is the rough diamond, the awkwardness mm. that it's he's not going to be orthodox? Where Mayweather could compute and is the like yeah, that's yeah, one well, of the things he's yeah, good at yeah, is he's yeah. a genius. So he he, can, he's going to come in like a stone and not a diamond. Yeah. He's not going to look the polished article. He's going to be unpolished. Funny angles. Funny angles to try and throw Mayweather yeah. off his game. Because I mean, it, it, as I said to you, there's a lot more riding on Mayweather. Yeah. It's forty nine and zero. If he's beaten by a, a guy that's never won a professional boxing match in his life, that's not very good for boxing and the 49 people before him. No. Destroys everything. Yes, destroys yeah. the whole yeah. lot. So there's a lot more. I think the pressure is on Floyd more so than Connor. Connor and, can go in and, and play and that, a game. And that's the answer to it as well. That's why this shouldn't really be happening. Okay, It shouldn't really be happening because other sports shouldn't clash with other sports. GAA don't clash with rugby. Yeah. Rugby don't clash with soccer. You know? Boxing and mixed martial arts should not clash with one another. You know, we're total, total different spectrum of the of the. But that's that's, that's um, me. That's why it's a show, not a fight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. It's a totally agree, Tony. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Just on their camps, is there anything to read from all the stuff that was leaked out from their camps, or is that just part of the show? Bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with yeah. that. It's all say that pure hype to yeah, sell tickets. Sell more. Sell more tickets. He, he, he knocked down Canelo, or yeah. who did? He, who was his sponsor? Yeah, Paddy. I'd knock down Manchester. You know, he's like, come on, like. Well, well he's lost his last four fights. Yeah, he's been yeah, out of the yeah, game for so many yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just got off a plane. Yeah, if he can the other spar me in the boxing club, I'd, I'd take him out. Yeah, and I'm not being big headed. Yeah, no, like no. no, but you so, see, you have to understand again, the leaking of that is to sell sell oh, more tickets. Yeah, it's, see, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, they need to sell Connor to the boxing community, yeah, so yeah. they have to convince the boxing community that Connor can fight boxing. Yeah. yeah. For them to support, but Connor's, got, well, Connor's it's, already it's Connor's got the mind MMA. as well. Yeah. It's, it's in his mind as yeah. well. I'm not yeah. dropping him. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So all of them, which I said earlier on in the interview, mm. the worst boxer is the fellow who thinks he's better than what he is. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. So don't get filled here. You know, because yeah. if he's knocking down Manzanelli, like what's who's Mayweather fighting? Yeah. Baron, right? Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah, because yeah, so. it has to be it has to be sold like that because there was a, a yeah. leak yesterday that allegedly Zab Judah knocked out Mayweather and yeah. it's just Mayweather's old and he's aging well this fella that's the way they're yeah. selling it yeah. there's a yeah. chance and yeah. we're all going to get sucked in because they, yeah. I mean they have to sell the tickets yeah. I mean it's not that they they're not they don't need to sell the tickets to the MMA world yeah. they're yeah. sold yeah. Yeah. it's the yeah, boxing the community boxing, yeah. they have to sell it Absolutely. to so they have to convince the boxing community that Connor can box otherwise they're not buying tickets yeah Connor's going to get into that ring and he's going to think he's walking down O'Connell Street. Yeah. Okay, because the, the, the support yeah. that the Irish give for any sport yeah. is immense. And yeah. like, I'm sure like, there is going to be 95% Irish in that arena. You know, and he's going to get some... He's, he's probably going to come in first to the arena as well yeah. because there's no way he's going to let yeah. him take oh, the glory. Yeah. You know, So... He'll wait out there five ten minutes after the you know the, the rackets has, has gone. You know he'll keep him waiting. He'll keep him waiting, and then he'll come in. You know, yeah. and and that's the bottom line. You know, I just hope this fight is not orchestrated. Yeah, in well, a sense that when you have a bit of a fear. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I don't. You said, said that, it, and, and half I, me is like, at least yeah. it's on tape. Yeah. So if it is, yeah. I have a, a small fear. Well, that I McGregor's going to look to, respectable, but yeah. then be put to bed. Well, yeah. well, I was speaking to people in the boxing community not too long ago said they they had inside information we're in certain camps but like people everybody yeah. is a friend of everybody now at this Cross, game yeah. yeah so but but they did say that they felt mayweather would carry connor for a couple of rounds to make it look respectable yeah. 
Right. And then they go for part two, make more money. Literally, that's what he said. Tony, I don't think they'll sell it. I don't think they'll sell a second yeah. fight. Yeah. I think that's nah, why that's they're going after So We may have view cinemas now yeah. selling yeah. a big screen show. Yeah. Now, when did you ever hear them? ever do that before no, no, so everybody no. is going to make big money out of this and yeah. it's a one-off opportunity yeah. in my feeling tony i'm going to ask you firstly for uh your prediction and in what way i think it'd be a decision by flight okay yeah michael connell will be lucky to get past seven rounds lucky to get past seven rounds yeah go on dave i'll, I'll ask you for yours i definitely think mayweather's the 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 conductor of this he could go to 12 and yeah. tie with him. He could, I think he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I do definitely think McGregor has to do something very early and very fast, but it, I, it's literally, it's all, it's up to Mayweather, in my opinion. Yeah. So I, he can do it in any way. I just think he's going to win. And he can see, I think if you actually looked, if you go back to Connor's fight with Diaz, the second fight, he was beaten, uh, Diaz was beating Connor when he kept his distance and yeah. striking from a distance. But when he moved into clinch, he gave Connor the escape route. Yeah. Floyd is not going to move into clinches because no. that's not his fighting style. So I don't think he's going to allow. So he's actually going to play on. But remember as well, you get a lot of breaks in 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 that five minutes of, of fighting. You're looking at one yeah. another quite a lot. You don't do that in boxing. You know? mm. It's constant, constant, yeah. constant for three minutes. Okay, so Connor's fitness yeah. has to really be there because uh, if it's not there, yeah. he's not going past seven. Mm. And, and I mean it. Now the bottom line with that is as well, you know. If Connor doesn't take him out when he has a chance to take him out, he's, he's an insult to boxing. Yeah. And he should never be allowed to fight again. And that's the bottom line. He's, if he has a chance to take him out, he has to take, take him out. out you know? yeah. And take him out and put him to bed. You yeah. know? And if he doesn't do that, then he's a total insult to boxing. Do you think Mayweather, like, the, the sport is as much a value as the money? So oh, Absolutely. Like, it's not that our reputation is on the line here. Yeah. It's not. You know, because but would he respect the game enough to, to finish him when he should? The argument with, with Mayweather is he respects nobody. He, that's why he's called Money he, Mayweather. He, he, he respects know, so. money. That's yeah. it. So he's making and money on this. The bottom line with him is yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah. You know? yeah, if he takes if he takes that title, if he takes that fifteen zero, he eclipses you know yeah. Rocky Marcello. Um, I think he wants that title. He wants to be put down as the greatest fighter yeah. of all time. Yeah. And by doing this, he he probably now will be. And people say, "Ah, but he's fighting Conor McGregor for fifty zero." So you have to fight under you know underachievers at the start of your career. The only thing is, he's fighting the underachiever, and I don't mean to be bad to yeah. Connor, yeah. but he's fighting an underachiever in his last fight, yeah. rather than his first fight. Yeah. You know, so, but he's fighting a fella who knows how to fight. You know, he's, he's fighting a fella who has every belief in himself, and they're the dangerous ones. They truly are. Sonny Liston absolutely planked himself fighting Muhammad Ali because yeah. he thought he was fighting a madman. Right. And when you think you're fighting a bad man, you don't know what's going to happen. You, you don't it's know like what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, Eubank Collins, yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. Un <laughs> underestimate the Irish. No. Yeah. And, I, 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 <laughs> and I mean, it's, I mean Connor, as I say, you're going to have a, a stadium full of Irish people there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Connor blinks, yeah. blinks, he gets in an applause. End the story, you know. So, so now don't remember mm. as well, lads. Mayweather's always come into arenas being the underdog. Yeah. Mayweather's mm. always been the guy who's yeah, not like. Yeah. He's always the guy who's come off. He's the bad guy. Top. When he boxed Pacquiao, when he boxed Hatton, yeah. when he boxed De La Hoya, he was the ball boy. He was the he was the baddie. Yeah. He still came out the goodie. You know. So, so he tries I, in that. I can't see him going, going into this fight surrounding his forty nine and zero. No. no. So no. after all this, what do you make then? Well, I think it's exactly what everyone says. They know what it is, but they still want to see it. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> 
Uh, Connor's a clever guy, so I you can't I don't underestimate him totally. I, you know, as you said, there's tricks, mind games, and all that sort of stuff. You don't know what he has up his sleeve, but Mayweather should murder him. That's that's the verdict I think everyone has, really, yeah. isn't it? Okay, we'll leave it there, guys. I think we could have talked all day, and we could have went on to other subjects and had a few points, but uh, some of us have to go home. Uh, thanks very much, Michael. Thanks very thank much, you. Tony. Thank you, guys. Dave, thanks very much for coming in. Pleasure, as always. Thank you. Michael. Thank you.